Hello everybody and welcome to the first episode of what we are temporarily calling Doctor Who with a question mark. Is that right, Jack? I think that's spot on, to be honest, because uh, one of the two of us, or soon to be one of the three of us, has never actually seen Doctor Who before. Yes, which exactly. I know many of you have just cringed at and have gone, how have you never seen Doctor Who yet you're appearing on a Doctor Who podcast? But that's the whole point. So that's that's part of the uh, part of the name. So Josh, exactly. you break it down for the audience at home and what we're kind of looking to achieve and do. Yeah, exactly. So I am Josh. Uh, with me is my co-host, Jack Phillips. Jack Phillips is the one that has never seen Doctor Who before. So in the lead up to David Tennant coming back and uh, just to give me another excuse to really rewatch every episode, we thought, why don't we sort of go episode by episode, week by week? Um, we're also going to have a third party joining us. Sorry, Bradley Fuller. He might join us next week. I think he'll probably flake on it, but he's also a big fan of Doctor Who. So I've watched every episode since it came out live since i was seven years old whatever my favorite show absolutely love it to bits jack you haven't right i haven't no never (laughs) seen it before i'm aware of it through conversations with you and brad and uh, i know that at some point we're going to be getting to who the best doctor is or who you think the best doctor is and i know there is going to be many an arguments had on that but no myself i've never seen any episodes before as i said i'm aware of it i listen to uh a favourite YouTuber of mine, he does a really, really good podcast on it. He's a massive fan, but I've never seen it. And of course, that's part of the reason I agreed to do this podcast is I thought, you know, I'm 25 years down the line, should probably start watching it at some point. So here we are. (laughs) All right. So let's jump straight in with season one, episode one. You've never seen it before. I saw it for the first time when I was seven years old. And I think I've watched it a thousand times since. Um, Overall thoughts on the episode? I've got to say, in terms of first episodes, I thought it was actually very good. Um, You always look, I mean, I I know that, of course, Doctor Who had run previously in the old Who, but as far as I could tell, this was a complete fresh reboot. It'd been several years between. Not a reboot. Well, kind of like, but they they brought it back. You know, when when was the last episode before Rose? It was Uh, 89 or something, something like that. There you go. So, So we're looking at kind of 15, 20 years in between the two. So it's trying to capture a new audience, trying to, you know, re- reignite that Doctor Who spark. And I've got to say, I-, I think it was a great, almost, it's almost like a pilot episode, isn't it? You know, you're reintroducing the Doctor, reintrodu- yeah, reintroducing the companion. You want a little bit of mystery, uh, you know, kind of an overall mystery and everything. And I've got to say, I thought it was very good. And it really made me miss the noughties. It is very noughties, isn't it? It's <laughs> quite dated now. It is yeah, quite I, dated, yeah. It, it's when she got up to the, uh, the generic alarm tone, you know, the, the little alarm clock radio, and it was <laughs> with the flip phone. And, I, you know, I'm just sitting there thinking, yeah, we grew up at the time. You know, We did, um, yeah, we did. I'm going to, I'm just going to say straight off the bat, I fucking love this. I'm going to be critical as much as I can about this episode, but this is like, this is top tier television, man. This is nearly 20 years old and it's yeah. still sick, right? It, it stands up. It, it does stand up. I, I've got to say, I mean, it did make me laugh because I think if you rewatch really the, um, I, don't, I don't know what they actually called the mannequin, like the actual mannequins themselves. Oh, the autumns, I mean, yeah. There you go. That's it. So when um, you notice when they walk, they kind of walk with their heads a little bit tilted up. And I'm assuming that's because 
there were no eyes, like kind of eye holes in the masks. And the only like holes they could get was, I'm assuming, on the bottom of the nose. Yeah, mate, so that's... I'm assuming that... <laughs> so let's talk walking. about the autons then. There's some scary yeah. shit, right? Like oh, that yeah, first, sure. when that head tilts that first time, in, that's quite scary, right? Straight, straight off the bat, you know, you, you you go down. I mean, first of all, I wasn't sure she was actually trying to steal money because I, I couldn't work out. <laughs> as, as, as she goes to walk out, the security guard hands her a bag of money, which I then yeah, yeah. understand is the, you know, I think it was like a kind of a lotto syndicate thing or something like a that. A syndicate, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, well, presumably, yeah, yeah. I'm assuming so, yeah. May, I mean, maybe she just forgot to cash out or something. Who, who knows? But, um, <laughs> but she's straight in the basement. I mean, straight away, you, you're on edge. You're like, what's going on here? It's yeah. dark, it's dingy. Well, you notice even the, so it's this hectic, so they start off with the montage of her day-to-day life, right? I just want to say one Mm -hmm. thing about that. I fucking love it. Mickey is brilliant in it. Rose is brilliant in it. But they leave their rubbish on the fountain. Did you notice that? It put me on edge. They're eating lunch and then they just leave their sandwich wrappers and drinks and they just walk away. (laughs) I mean, that is that true naughties you know kind of thought process there Give i mean nowadays attitude isn't it <laughs> nowadays yeah. cancelled on twitter that would have been it exactly, been on yeah. twitter. quicker yeah. than you can leave the rubbish you know but yeah so you've got that hectic sort of montage the music is quite quirky and then the lift opens up on the basement or closes at the top and the music stops and it's dead stop so you're right that eerie yeah. atmosphere is created straight away right I, I made a note and then i had to scribble it out when she goes to what's the guy's name is it wilson the Door says CEO. Like, what the fuck right. is the CEO of the company doing? Collecting lottery like, money with an office in the basement. What's this about? Funny thing is, I did exactly the same thing because I, <laughs> I thought when the security guard hands her the money, I thought he said, go and find the CEO. So I, I wrote, why is the CEO's <laughs> office in the basement? I mean, if you're the CEO, you want a nicer view rather than a kind of a, <laughs> a concrete wall. But I thought, I, I looking back at the sign, I think it said like kind of um engineer ceo yes well no so yeah that's why i struck the note out because then later i think she explains to the doctor and he says who is wilson she goes the electrical operator you know operator or something like that so i think that sort of made i was like ceo in the basement that sounds ridiculous (laughs) um yeah all right so that's all happening in the basement terrifying autons and then they're about to karate chopper in the head i think is how they're going in for their kill right and the doctor grabs her hand what do you think of christopher eccleston as the doctor i like him to be honest i really really do like him again first impression he's got that kind of quirkiness i guess there's never he's very kind of almost got a, a colorful attitude you know it's very matter of fact you know and, it, and it, it kind of goes on slightly later in the episode when they meet rose's mum and rose's <laughs> mum is yes. you know kind of getting it on lighting the candle she's like i'm just out the bath all that stuff but he's just like oh yeah i can see you're in your room oh yeah i can see you in you know there's there's no he's very matter of fact but he's very flamboyant he's active you know and and it, and, it, and it right i know i'm jumping around a bit but even right towards the end of the episode as well straight away he's talking about convention you know does he does everything by the book for the fairness of, you ah, know, we'll come back to that definitely yeah we'll definitely but, come back um, to that um you're right so i actually at the start of it i put a note saying is he too normal in this that was my thing because having watched doctors down the line um mm-hmm. 
I quite like the alienness about them. And I thought, is he too normal in this? At the beginning, he's very, like you said, matter of fact. But no, I, I think you're absolutely right. That scene in the, when he goes into the apartment for the first time, when he meets Jackie for the first time, he's fucking brilliant, man. Where he's just so jovial and he's flicking through the books and he's doing all this sort of stuff. That's excellent. That's, you're right. When he, yeah, he reads through the magazine. Oh, that won't work. He's gay and she's an alien or something like that. You're yeah. like, okay, this is cool. This is cool. <laughs> It is brilliant, and that that I think, as I said, you know, you you've had the the luxury of seeing the other doctors and seeing what actor brings what to the table. That's it. But as a first impression, I think it's brilliant, you know, and and it's yeah, it's very good. But the interesting thing is, is talking about when he's in Rose and uh, her mum's apartment for the first time. I am sure because he looks in the mirror. It's the first time he sees himself in the mirror, and he says about his ears and everything like that. Yeah. But I am sure I, it took me five attempts to re-listen on it. And I'm pretty sure he says, I'd like to be a lady. Uh, I'm, I don't I'm, know. I'd have to rewatch it. Did you not put the subtitles on? No, that's probably a fair point, actually. You know what? I may do that next week. There you go. But, yeah, no, I, I'd I'm like sure. I'd like to be a lady. Which is interesting because, of course, I do know. I'm not, I don't live under a rock. But I know that the <laughs> previous Doctor was Jodie Whittaker. Yeah, well, the future yeah. Doctor. Or the future Doctor, yeah, but, you know, for, for us, the, the last Doctor, you know, that's it, come through. Interesting. Yeah, so that's, I've that's never in... picked up on that. I'd be surprised if it is that. Um, but, yeah, okay, no, fair enough, fair enough. But, yeah, that's fucking awesome. What do you think of Rose? Yeah, I. you know what, again, very noughties, um, you know, kind of bootcut jeans and or flare jeans or whatever they were called, but... I've got to say, there is a question I had to ask myself, is after everything that had happened, happened, would you jump into a random box with a stranger that you have just met in the past half a day? Would you actually jump in there or not? I don't know if this is just I don't because... Think I would. Even if you knew that this... Because she's been in the TARDIS, right? so she knows that that is magical. Uh... Yep, yep. I think I probably would, yeah. I think I probably would. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I'd... Right, hold into your head. Because obviously she says no initially, right? And he goes away, okay. he comes back, and he says, by the way, it travels in time, right? Yep, yep. And she fucking runs for it. Hold that in mind. Okay. That may or may not come back in a few episodes' time. Well, I'm guessing it's something to do with the dad. What? What? Well, cause the, so there's no dad involved, is there? So I'm assuming the either the dad's run off or the dad's dead. Just, just hold it done. in mind. We'll get to it. We'll get to it down the line. But Rose is fucking brilliant. There is not, genuinely, this is such a good episode, there's not a moment's wasted dialogue in this. Even as soon as she gets in the lift, he starts, like, quizzing her. Go on, then. Who could it be? Who could it be? And she's like, uh, uh, well, uh, it must be students, because how else would you get a group together that big to do it? And he, yep. his face lights up, and he's like, yes, brilliant. And then if we jump to the end, she does her gymnastic skills and everything. She's a sick companion because she does things herself, right? That's what's quite, she shows that she's not on the same level as the Doctor. She's never dealt with aliens and stuff like that, but she can hold her own, right? And that's why the Doctor's impressed with her. Do you I think agree? She, yeah, I do agree. She Because the whole point of her companion is they fill in the missing pieces of the main character. Agreed? You know, so the, doc, the Doctor provides that knowledge of alien life and the technology and uh, almost the initial kind of plan you know he's like we're doing this this is how we're doing it and then well for example the the, the kind of the uh, conclusion of this episode the doctor has a plan locate the 
you know, kind of the, the I can't remember what the uh, main molten plastic was called now. Ah, uh, the nesting Locate. consciousness. That's it, the nesting consciousness. Locate that, reason with it, get it to leave Earth, and that's it. That's the initial plan. Of yep. course, he then, that doesn't happen. He can't reason with it. So Rose then has to make a plan B, and then she comes in, and she says she uses her gymnastic skills, and that's it. <laughs> Which never come up again. That's such a weird inclusion, because I mean, was it, it works was it in the gymnastic? episode. Uh, no, it was swinging on a rope, it was, or on a chain, or whatever it was. But, like, that yeah. should, again, we're jumping ahead, but that never comes back. She never uses anything remotely gymnastic-esque again. Oh, from memory, anyway. <laughs> That's such a weird inclusion, I reckon. Like, oh, yeah. Again, I love it. I don't think there's anything wasted, but that, to me, is a bit odd, especially considering it never comes back. No, that's true. Well, uh, there, there you go. Uh, I mean, that's it. I mean, look, it could almost have that kind of pilot episode thing, you know, a few things that I've watched previously where they've had pilot episodes, they mention things, because it, it's all to do with the test audience as well, you've got to remember. Yeah, true, true. And, you know, a test audience may have turned around and said, oh, that was really good, but why was she swinging on a rope? That's not, or a chain, you know, and so you, you just don't know, do you? But, uh, no, I've got to right. say, though, I was really, really interested, though, talking about pilot things and test audiences, really really intrigued that the bbc decided someone at the bbc decided that you know we have these mannequin monsters brilliant you know there's there's male mannequin monsters female mannequins you know even children mannequins which was interesting (laughs) but the initial chase down the hallway has a female mannequin with its top open (laughs) and i was just i was sitting there I, i had to laugh because i was just like Someone somewhere in the BBC made a decision in the wardrobe <laughs> thing, and they went, "That is what we want." And I'm just, I, I just can't wrap my brain around why they would do that. It's, it's a very brain, it's part of the pack. yeah. They are. <laughs> I just realised I don't. Yeah, but that, I mean, that's it. You know, I, I couldn't work out why. I, I mean, it's just funny. Though. I mean, maybe maybe just having a lot. Maybe you know, you just don't. Know. I totally missed that. I totally missed the tips. <laughs> I I just, well, that, that was the other thing. Because there was two things. There was two like two things writing notes. Because again, I'm writing notes as I'm watching it, like you did. Two things. One, the word mannequin took me several attempts to learn how to correctly spell the word mannequin because <laughs> that is a difficult word. And it's the second funny. thing is, is of course, when I saw it, the fact that all I just wrote was mannequin boobs, and that was it. No. It was just like, <laughs> yeah, that, that's all I need on that one. But um, yeah, no, I've got to say though, it was uh, because something I have heard of Doctor Who, and I'm sure I'm going to be seeing more of this is they they always do it with a limited budget yes there's never it's never over the top cgi and everything like that and you could see that i mean as i said i appreciate it was this was set in when was this 2006 five yeah it would have been filmed in 2004 released in five yeah so uh, you can tell that but at the same time though i thought it actually stood up pretty well i've seen worse films now that you know, wouldn't stand up as well as that did. And no, well, it had better CGI than The Flash, that's for sure. Oh, that was, <laughs> that's another question, but no, I disagree with that. That's a topic. But, um, um, yeah, yeah so these it. mannequins, apparently there's no CGI, they're men in suits, there's a zip on the back of the head which they CGI out on the back of the shots, but other than that, it's all completely practical. Yeah. Mad. Insane. I like brilliant. it. I like it. I think it's brilliant. And a lot more films need to look back at that. I know we have the luxury of cgi and and everything like that but that's you know you do miss that kind of you know i look back at the old star wars films and i know that the old star wars films were made with toys and props and everything like that but it just it just looks cool that's yeah i think 
you know, that's that's it. And um, yeah, it's it's it is interesting. I mean, that that was the other thing as well that did make me chuckle was you could tell that they were obviously shooting it on a budget because they they go past the London Eye, which of course is a very you know um, photographed place in in London and everything like that. And I'm assuming they probably couldn't afford to shut down the part outside the London Eye <laughs> during the day. So they had to, I'm assuming, shoot it at night because that was the the only kind of leverage that they could get to to shoot it down. But again, they made it work. You know that they they exactly, obviously yeah, had a budget exactly. and they were like, right, we have to work within this budget, and they've done that. And I, I think that's brilliant. You know, no, I've got to right. say it was impressive. Talking of that nighttime shot, there's a bit where they're running across whatever bridge it is in London. I don't know which bridge it is. The one where you can see Parliament in the background. They're running across it, and uh, two double decker. London buses drive past, right? They didn't mm. own those double decker buses. They didn't rent it. They literally made Billy Piper and Christopher Eccleston stand on the side of the road until a bus naturally drove past. And then they're like, <laughs> shit, right, action, let's go, let's go. That's how they did that. It's on a budget. I love it. Could you imagine yeah. that happening nowadays? You, you just you know, you know, Christopher Eccleston was stood there with a cup of coffee that someone had just made him. And he was there yeah. just to make a tax, about to take a sip, and then suddenly just someone just shouts "bus," and he has to throw the cup, and yeah. that's it. Yeah, you'd be feeling if you messed up your line. Oh yeah, oh, wouldn't you just? Uh, what do you think of? We'll just briefly touch on it. What do you think of Mickey? He's not much of a character in this, but yeah. Um, do I think he was hard done by by the you know kind of thing? I mean, I've got to say, I, I thought they were going to go ballsy right out the bat. And they were going to kill him off. <laughs> I, I genuinely, I, I thought I was watching it. It's, it's when he gets absorbed by the wheel again. Thought, oh, that's we'll talk about that in a second. That's fucking yeah. strange. That's and where I the thought, CGI looks the worst, I reckon. Yeah, it's, it was a bit strange. But going back to Mickey, I, I genuinely thought that that was going to be. Is it a MacGuffin that you kind of have that's your your goal to? go towards an objective. I can't remember if it's a MacGuffin or not, but I thought that was going to be her reason. He dies, so of, she then decides to pack it up and travel with the to, doctor. To follow with the doctor. Like, I, her, her workplace, yeah. yeah, her workplace was blown up by, yeah, with, with the doctor. The boyfriend dies of a wheelie bin, and <laughs> I genuinely thought that they were going to kill the mum off as well. But like, it was just like, okay, hey. fair enough, you know, and I, I don't know if he comes back or not. I mean, he could provide some level of humanity for Rose, I guess, that kind of, uh, you know, missing that homesickness for Rose. When she's travelling with the Doctor, it's almost like, uh, this is brilliant, but I miss this back home. So I'm assuming they'll, they'll visit that down the line, but uh, we'll he'll be there, yeah. right, lad. Yeah. He does, but I, I see, I, especially maybe having seen him in future episodes, but maybe not, no spoilers, I've always thought Mickey was sound and like you said hard done by but then there's that bit just after her uh the department store gets blown up and he comes around he's like oh my god are you okay you need something to drink and she's like there's a football game on isn't it and he goes yeah i'm actually just gonna go and watch it if that's all right i'm like come on mate what sort of a boyfriend are you who would do that well, I don't know. You, you, you've been out in the UK far too long, haven't you? You know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I don't. No, do you kidding. think that's normal? That sounds like a dick thing to well, do. To be honest, though, right? I guess that kind of thing was to show that maybe a, a kind of an a sense of ignorance. You know, the, the you know the whole saying ignorance is bliss. Yeah. I think that's that kind of that level of he. It's not because he's being 
a dick about it. It's just he doesn't realise the gravity of the situation. It's almost like he's, you know, she's, uh, I don't know, lost a trainer or something like that. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, let's just come down the pub and just, you know, forget <laughs> about it. He doesn't, he, he doesn't correspond with her workplace literally got blown up while she was there. Yeah, I think you know, it shows, I, yeah, I think it shows like there's clearly a kink in that dynamic and she's clearly not that happy or satisfied with the relationship. And I think that's amplified when, um, when he's being kidnapped by the nest oh, and he's just hugging right. the TARDIS. Like, oh, God, right. I don't want to do anything. I'm just going to hug. Leave him, I think he says at one point. He's like, leave him, let's go, yeah, let's go. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, he's, he's at the door and he, he just says, leave him, let's go. But I would like to think, though, right, if somebody I knew very well, like, like Rose and Mickey, if they got taken over by a plastic monster, and I was then at a very intimate dinner. <laughs> I'd like to believe I'd have noticed the difference. You know, do you mean if it's... we went for dinner and my hair was completely made of shiny plastic, <laughs> you'd probably notice. And I was going, put, yeah. put, put pizza. Like, you'd probably pick it up, right? I would hope so. And I, again, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, she's really not noticed. She just hasn't noticed. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's clearly something wrong in that relationship, right? Yeah, but I don't know. Again, it's it's something I'm assuming they're going to explore further down the line. I mean, as I said, I'm kind of in the dark on this one, but yeah, no I, I think it's, yeah, it could be could be an interesting you know kind of subplot to to pick up with. As I said, I think if if anything, if I was a better man, I'd say that they will probably do that homesickness. You know, she something happens, reminds her of Mickey, and she goes. I miss home. You know, I, this well, is great, but I miss home. But there you go, listeners. If uh, he said that live on air, if that doesn't happen, please feel free to leave comments berating Jack. Go to his house yeah. and throw toilet paper. Over please his house do. And stuff. Not going to be um, the worst thing I've probably said on this. <laughs> you know, the, the worst theory I've had anyway. But uh... right. So on that relationship between the two of them, 2005 was a weird time. She had to go around Mickey's house just to use the internet. Oh, don't. It and takes then it a bit, did it? Oh, don't. It's when he shouts, don't go on my emails. So don't, like, don't go. Oh. <laughs> I, I also, so she she doesn't Google. She uses whatever search engine she searches. Oh. And she goes, Dr. Blue Box. And I made a note of this. Yeah. 493 results come up. 493. Full stop. That's it. I then That's put incredible. it into Google to see how many results come up. Would you like to take a guess? Well, how I'm many guessing results? you're not... I'm guessing you're not the only Doctor Who fan to have Googled Doctor Blue Box anymore. Go on, just give it a guess. Bear in mind, it's 493 is the benchmark. I'm going to say 25,000 plus. 737 million. Oh, I know there's going to be more, but that's (laughs) that's loads. I mean, she would never find um, Clive's uh, website if she searched for it today. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, right. you know, today she would have probably found another way of contacting him. You know, TikTok. She could have done a TikTok. <laughs> yeah. <or something>. yeah. <laughs> so um, let's talk about Clive and his weird website. She's very lucky she didn't get raped in that shed, right? That oh, shed yeah. where the windows are boarded up. Come on. That's so you, very... You, you have to keep the CIA out. You know, you can't just <laughs> have a window with no newspaper in it. I mean, come on. But I think she knew she was all right, though, when the sun opened the door. Because like, if he'd have opened the door himself, then you'd have been like, okay, obviously he lives in his own. But when the sun opened the door and then the wife was behind him, you're like, yeah, good I can point. trust these. 
you know, sense I mean, of security, maybe. Yeah. Any, I, anybody listening wants to kidnap me. That is the way to do it, by the way. Get, <laughs> yeah. You know, just hire a hire a child and a woman and go, yeah, that'll be all right. But You'll drop your guard thing. immediately. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I did like the casual sexism where the wife walks off and goes, a woman is interested in your website about the doctor. Cause, yeah, good. <laughs> and that's a pretty accurate comment on the fan base nowadays as well, I think. Yeah, um, yeah that's true. So I Googled Clive's website and it is still a real working website. How brilliant is that? Wow. That's incredible. It's, it's pretty cool, right? It's got a, um, there's a contact us page section on there. You should go through it just last and It's got comments from just loads of randoms. But one of the users that's left the comment was Marty McFly. And he's just left the comment, something like that man stole my DeLorean or something along those lines. <laughs> that attention to detail <laughs> is pretty cool. I like that. That's brilliant. But that again, that's when you when you have people that have genuine affection for the yeah, for, for that that thing. You know, it, it's yeah. it, that that's what you want. That's that's what a lot of things miss now though. You know, Marvel doesn't have that anymore. You know, Marvel used to have that, but it doesn't anymore. You know, so Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's You're cool. I, 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 that's that's nice that they're still up. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then I was doing some research into it. It turns out Clive, when he was a kid, his fascination for the Doctor is when he was a kid, he travelled with the best Doctor, the 12th Doctor, Peter Capaldi. So I thought that was quite interesting. They go on a Christmas adventure with each other, I think is uh, what it said. So yeah, that's where yeah, his fascination say, comes from. It wasn't going to be after because they bumped him off, didn't they, at the end of the episode? Mate, that is... Um, we'll get... Oh, let's just jump straight to it. They point blank shoot him in the face in front of his family. I mean, this is a kid show. (laughs) I know, and that was the thing as well. Again, one of the last points I made was southern guns because you have these mannequin monsters, right? And you're like, (laughs) okay, they're gonna, you know, and and this is the thing as well. You know, when when they were chasing Rose down the like kind of the the basement hallway, yeah, they were trying to go for the chop, yeah, like a little bit of a karate chop, and that's it. And then suddenly (laughs) they're in the middle of a shopping center, and they've all got straps. And it's just like, <laughs> where where has that come from? What, how where has that come from? You're I right. don't understand. And I know this is Doctor Who and it's sci-fi and everything, but where is the firing mechanism in the arm? You know, it's a... <laughs> 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 it's Maybe like, that department store was building guns into the mannequins. That's the only <laughs> explanation for it. Like the honestly, maddest security in the world. Yeah, yeah that's it. All you have to do is you have a shoplifter, they just press a button behind the till and then suddenly <laughs> the mannequins just all turn around. And like, it's like Robocop. It's just like cease and desist. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. you're just like, oh my... I don't know. Come on, I'll tell you what, you'd be you'd be bricking it if you walked out. You know, I expect you that pain or anything. But uh, yeah, could you, you know, imagine? I can't, I can't believe they called Clive though. I mean, like, and the, I'm just baffled by the way they fucking did it as well. Just in front of his, this is a kids show. In front of his family, they just drop their hand and shoot that man in the face. Those kids, if they made it out of there, are fucked. Like, oh, there's yeah. no way they're growing up to be normal people. That should be a villain in one of the upcoming series, is this kid that's been so traumatised by these walking fucking... Oh, just mental. I was, like, I've watched this a hundred times, and I was like, fuck, in the face, like, insane. Maybe that child became Greta Thun- you know, Thunberg or something like that. That's why she hates plastic so that's much. That's why she hates plastic, you're right. That, because that was... That was another point I, I wrote as well, is the fact that the Doctor came up with a an anti-plastic thing, yeah. kind of thing to drop in the thing. And I was just, I was sitting there thinking, one, uh, that would help us out massively nowadays, you know, where, where is it? And two, I just put a note, 
you know, Greta Thunberg would love that, you know, just the <laughs> plastic serum, you know, and that and that was it. But no, I've got to say, I, I was quite shocked at, you know, how they just, as you say, how they killed him and, and when they killed him. It was just like, oh, I thought he was going to stick around and may have provided a bit of almost like a guy in the chair kind of thing. But, yeah, he would yeah, have been a cool I, addition, actually. Yeah, he would have I'm, been. I'm on board with it. You know, we, the, I think that's kind of a, a thing that shows you. And again, you're, you'll know more than I do, but I think that's the, that's them trying to show that nobody is safe. Yeah. Anyone yeah. could, anyone could die, you know, and I, I like that. It keeps, it keeps attention. It does keep attention. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So the finale then, by the way, we've only got four minutes left and we're going to have to do another Zoom meeting. Just I saw, I saw the little count. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so the finale, they're underneath the, uh, oh, by the way, lots of countries have a north uh, lots of planets have a north what a sick line just explain yeah. it away who cares about accents it doesn't matter that's just yeah. i love that that's a brilliant line uh, but yeah so they're underneath the london eye there's this weird cgi red face thing um when they find mickey i've got to know here that they say mickey says it can talk it can talk and then it proceeds yeah. not to say a word of English, right? It just grumbles or talks in this different... What the hell's Mickey on? I don't know. Maybe, no, maybe because it connected... Like, Maybe he's got like a kind of a connection with it because it absorbed him in the wheelie bin. Ah, uh, okay. Which is just a but, nonsense thing, right? That whole yeah. wheelie bin sequence, I think they're going with the whole Doctor Who, we can make anything scary. But that doesn't work, does it? Just having this weird, wobbly, weirdly bin that sucks it in. Would you have been scared of weirdly bins as a kid if you'd have seen that? Probably not. But then <laughs> I could have blamed, uh, you know, I, I mean, how old was it? 2005? Oh, well, seven or eight, I think. Eight, right? Seven or eight. So, yeah, maybe. I mean, if you'd have maybe seen it when you was four or five, then uh, maybe. Like, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd look twice at a weirdly bin. Maybe you get a little bit of a nudge before you you know, kind of open it up, but I just, just think they, I was going to say, it was like a, a weird, his hands stuck to the bin first. <laughs> and it was it? just, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was an interesting one. It was an interesting one. I think they did such a good job at making shock dummies scary. And every day that you see them everywhere you go, and then they really oh, cut yeah. it up on that weird bit. I think they, but yeah. then how else do you kidnap him, I guess? Uh, well, with one of those dummies or something, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, uh, you need a we, professional team of writers to come up with something. Oh, they did. Well, that's true. But then we are discounting the fact that that man had an evil wheelie bin and he knew nothing about it. <laughs> it made no attempt to eat the man or his family. He just rolled it out on bin day. He was just like, yeah, brilliant. That's it. How many well, was it consuming his rubbish? Well, do you think, like, you know, kind of, there should have been missing cat posters all the way down the road. Like, have you seen my cat? <laughs> And the guy unless there like, is, yeah, unless that the guy that owns that house has already been eaten, maybe that's another ruined family in this yeah. episode. There we go. Uh, we wouldn't we wouldn't have noticed. I mean, we wasn't on an intimate dinner with him, but you know, we <laughs> he might have been plastic. He could have had the sl- you know slick back hair and everything. But yeah. uh, speaking of ruined families, let's for the minute we've got left briefly talk about Jackie, who in mm. this episode I think is one of the most annoying people I've ever seen in my life. God, she, she needed my head in this episode. She needed a glass of water. She was thirsty. She, she was thirsty. thirsty. But it's, oh, oh, I've got blah, blah, blah on the line. You need to speak to her. You're entitled for compensation. And then she's in, oh, all the screaming at the end. 
Again, oh, she infuriates you've, me. You've been out of London and Essex for, for too long because that <laughs> is what would happen around here. You know, you a lot of the time something like that happens. It would be like that. And it's it's not so much to be annoying, it's just that they're being caring, but they're being over caring, if that makes sense. That's no, I hear um, I hear. I, I must admit, when uh, yeah, the whole conversation it did remind me a little bit of my dad the last time I came home. Because he was like he was putting me on the phone to strangers and being like, oh, just say hello to this guy. And I'm like, Dad, I love you. I can see that this is a caring thing, but I don't know who this is and I don't want to talk to them. (laughs) No, and that's it. But, I mean, that's a parent thing, though, isn't it? You know, you want the best for for your child. You know, I get that. Right, so let's talk about the TARDIS. What did you think of the TARDIS? Right. I've got to say, I wish I could... I wish I could have watched it without knowing anything about Doctor Who. It's almost okay. like going to the going to the Star Wars bit where Darth Vader is revealed as Luke's father. You know, you, yes, I, I yes. always you want the surprise, when I watched yeah. Empire Strikes Back, I always knew that Darth Vader was Luke Skywalker's father. So it was almost like a, it lost that edge kind of thing. And I think that's that's where I've been enjoying the Marvel movies. You know, because you get that first time reaction, that fresh raw reaction that he's just yeah. wow that's incredible i mean when we went to watch um endgame you know that that bit where captain america you know he's wielding force hammer yeah. and the whole yeah. cinema just erupted like that's i've missed that and i wish that i didn't know what the tardis was and everything like that because yeah you're kid, right that would have been phenomenal you know seeing this police box outside and going in and it is just alien it's huge it's weird <laughs> it's just so cool like and that's yeah, I, I, I've got to say, even knowing what it was, I was still pretty astounded by it. It was, it was good. But um, what do you think of the design? The outside does change season to season, but not enough to talk about. I don't think the best looking outside okay. of the TARDIS is Peter Capaldi's, obviously. Um, but what do you think of the interior? What do you think of the design? Coral yeah, theme, but, it's called. Yeah, coral theme. I mean, you can see that because it's a lot of, from what I recall, very a lot of orangey, browny kind of things. Yeah, kind of like tones. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I'm assuming is the colour of coral. But I, I would never know. We've never seen <laughs> coral up close. So uh, who, who knows? But I, I've got to say, they've kind of got that. I don't know if they were going for like a steampunky kind of alien tech. It was definitely alien. You know, the, I mean, that the centre console itself is just far too many buttons and levers and all that stuff for a man to remember. But he managed yeah, to every it. single one and everything like that, which is really cool. Um, it's very, brilliant, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's very steampunky, very, as I said, alien, and and that's the whole point because he is an alien. He's not from here. He's not, you know, that's that's what you want. So, yeah, I, I've got so I really I really like the look of it. Again, I'm assuming if the exterior changes, I'm assuming the interior changes as well. Is that correct? Yes, there are a few iterations um, that the TARDIS goes through. Yeah, again not being this i think is probably my favorite interior to be fair i think this like you said it's very alien it's very like what the hell is this how does it work is it a spaceship is it a a living room like you you wouldn't be able to know like you would not be able to tell if you just saw a picture of that fuck knows what it would be right yeah and i've got to say i think rose had a reasonable reaction so of course the first time she goes into the tardis they're being chased by um, Mickey's uh, mannequin, I suppose we could call them, in the restaurant. Yeah. So they, they go out the back, 
and he's trying to they they lock the door and he's breaking down the door and the doctor says quick go in here and she's like yeah but that's a that's a police box you know <laughs> yeah, she you goes would... in she goes in and then she comes back out because she just can't believe what's being seen and the fear of something chasing them has been overridden by just sure really yeah yeah, yeah. just shock that, that's it she she's actually forgotten that she's being chased by something that actually wants to kill her and she's just like i've got to step back towards that to see what this is again you know and i just i actually think that's a reasonable reaction i, I yeah yeah uh, yeah i feel the same i've i've been upset we didn't get a proper reaction from mickey um but it, it's fine oh, yeah it's amazing right it is like it would have blown your mind as a kid wouldn't it oh yeah for sure as i said yeah go back to the whole reveal as a kid you know i wish that i knew i I didn't know that the inside of the tardis was bigger than the outside you know because as a kid watching that fresh i mean that's that's just phenomenal you're just going to be sat there on the sofa going wow look at that you know so yeah it's cool it is cool and i I think that's the kind of that's the kind of thing that starts off a love for sci-fi and everything like that you know because i've got to say i mean not that I've read any of it or anything like that, but again, listen to the podcast. I'm aware there's a lot of writers out there that not not fan fiction, but there are competitions for Doctor Who stories. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. No, I absolutely. would I would hazard a, I would hazard a guess. Of course, Star Trek is just Star Trek. That's that's a different kettle of fish. But I'd hazard a guess that Doctor Who is up there for the most amount of fan written stories, comics, the whole lot. You know, and and that's because of you know everyone wants their piece of that cool moment you know so yeah exactly yeah. so there's again jumping ahead a bit but there's an episode in series two uh based entirely around a monster that a kid drew for blue peter won a competition and then had an episode of doctor who made based on that monster <laughs> it's that's so cool it's pretty cool it's regarded as one of the worst episodes of all time um, oh dear I actually don't mind it that much. But it, yeah, how cool is that, right? Could you imagine? Oh, yeah. I don't know why that passed me up as a kid. I definitely should have been writing in trying to get an episode made. Oh, totally. Sorry, that, that poor kid. The poor kid wins the competition. It's like a roller coaster <laughs> of emotions. You you win the competition. You're like, yes, this is it. It's really, really good. And then the reviews come out and they're just like, yeah, this is like one of the worst episodes <laughs> there is. Absolutely like, slated it, yeah. <laughs> you go from Mount Everest right the way down to the trench at the bottom of the Everest. You, you would do, yeah, you would do. Oh, I wonder what that kid went on to be. Chris Chibnall. <laughs> <laughs> See, I know this stuff. This is the kind of stuff oh, I know. Up. I know that Chris Chibnall's a bad writer, yeah. <laughs> um, fair enough. So I've got a couple of just miscellaneous things if you uh, don't have if you've sort of spoken about everything that you want or have you got anything left in your notes? Yeah, no, I think, I think that's it. I'm, I'm pretty happy. Uh, I'd say everything I've gone through all my notes anyway. So, so there's a couple of mentions throughout the episode of a war. And we don't really know what that means yet. I'm not going to spoil yes. it for you, JP, but keep it in your head. What I'm, what I'm going to, what I would say is there's a lot of stuff what you should do is watch up to the 50th anniversary, which, by the way, is 10 years ago this year. I fucking remember it like it was yesterday. So Ooh, the okay. 50th sort of fills in the gaps of how Christopher Eccleston got here, how the Ninth Doctor got here, right? So it would be mm-hmm. interesting for you to go back 
Again, I'd sort of doubted Brad's not here because I could have been asking Brad these questions again without spoiling anything to see what he yeah. thinks of Christopher Ruxton knowing what comes forward. But yeah, so there's a few mentions of a war. Just keep that in mind. That's a payoff that might not come back for five series, maybe, Jesus Christ. And also, wow. he mentions, like you said when he's throwing the book, the Shadow Proclamation, which again, just keep your eyes peeled for it. Just listen out for it. It might come back a few times. But my task to you for the next 12 weeks or however many episodes there are, maybe even more, I think, maybe 12, I think. Okay, okay. This series has a recurring Easter egg that gets paid off in the finale. All of the series, all every Doctor Who thing does, really. They'll lay the seeds of something that's going to culminate. So... okay. Yeah, so just keep your eyes with that. Don't ruin it for yourself. Don't spoil it. Don't talk to Brad. I'll tell him not to tell you. See if you can pick up on it. Because on a rewatch, it's dead obvious. But I'd be, okay. I'd be intrigued to see if you... So, okay, right. so so there's, there's something in every episode that leads up to the finale of that season? Yes, yes. I'm wondering okay. if I can give you uh, an example. So let's jump right ahead to the Jodie Whittaker era. Normally it happens over yep. a series and then culminates at the end of the series. Chris Chibnall apparently tried to do it over all of his series. So in her mm. first or second episode, she gets called the timeless child. It then, I'm sure you've heard me in Brad talk about this. It then doesn't get brought up until like her final episode again, where it turns out she's the timeless child because of blah, 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 blah. And the whole final episode is built around that. So in okay. these earlier seasons it's a little well, i don't know if it's smaller scale but yeah there's some yeah there's an easter egg laid specifically throughout this season can you get it before we get to the end okay yeah that's good so that that's going to be that's going to be the closing question on how many episodes this season One? i think it's 12 i want to say so that's going to be the the question because i don't do this thing where it's a two-part for the end of the season uh Ah, end of the season is a three-parter, and there's a two-parter oh, in here somewhere as well. So yeah, we'll we'll do all the multi. I think it's a three-parter. Uh, it's kind of a three-parter. We'll decide when we get there. Um, yeah, so we'll okay. do all two-parters. All if it's one storyline, we'll do it as one episode. I think is 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 the easiest yeah. way because what you find with the two-parters is the first bit is sort of not filler, but it's all set up. So you'll either find yourself talking about everything in the first episode and then there's not much to say in the finale or vice versa, not much will happen in the first episode and then everything in the finale. So I think it makes sense just to knock, out, knock them out as one episode. Okay, so so pretty pretty much the episode before that we deal with the finale, the the closing question to, to me is going to be, what is the Easter egg? And then we I'm can all laugh ch- on the third team. Yeah, I'm going to check in with you every episode, I think. Because okay. there is, it, it, it's, it's, it's mentioned or alluded to or whatever you want to call it in every episode. So I will continuously check in to see if you're picking it up or if you're on the right track, but I will not spoil yeah. it for you at all. Okay. Time. Okay. Um, no, that's, that sounds like a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I thought we should do, the other thing I thought we should have to do is because I love Doctor Who, but quite a lot of it is crap, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> I love Christopher Eccleston, love David Tennant, hate Matt Smith. Love Peter Capaldi, not a big fan of Jodie Whittaker. Um, all of Matt Smith, I'm very disinterested when it comes to Matt Smith and Jodie Whittaker. And 
my favourite Doctor Peter Capaldi has some of the worst episodes of Doctor Who in it. David Tennant has some of the worst episodes. So I think we should do, rather than being like, oh, this was okay, I rate it 7 out of 10, let's just give a rating at the end of every episode. Hate it or love it. Just keep it black and white like that. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I think that's a good shout. I am going to say love this episode. I thought it was good. It was a good intro. Get me interested as someone that's never seen Doctor Who. I thought it was interesting. It's interesting enough that I sat there and genuinely considered watching the second episode. And I was just like, <laughs> I can't because, you know, that I, I, otherwise, you'll, you know, many a shouting will be, uh, will be thrown at me. But yeah, no, I, I love it. What about you? What about you, Josh? Yeah, it's a definite love it for me. Definite love it for me. What a way to kick things off. There's big debate in the Hugh community, the community. No, it's just called the Hugh community. community. Oh my um, <laughs> About where, if you were introducing someone to Doctor Who, where would you start them? And uh, the top content, there's an episode called Blink. They always say start there. We'll get to it. They say start yeah. at Matt Smith's first episode. and But they very rarely say start here. And I don't know why you wouldn't start here, if I'm being honest with you. No, I, I've, I mean, it's the, uh, I, again, knowing nothing about Doctor Who, like in terms of the actual story, you know, I know Blink is with the Weeping Angels. Yes, again, yes. I've not, I'm, I'm a nerd. I've not lived under a rock, you know. It's like, I know what happens in Lord of the Rings, and I've never seen Lord of the Rings. Yeah. You, you know, how have it, you never seen I know, Lord of the Rings? I know. Don't get me wrong, Same it's reason. crap, and it's so long, nah. but. <laughs> but this is the thing, though. I know, you know, about Blink and. Yeah, with the yeah. Weeping Angels and everything, but I don't specifically know about the timeline. So I know, I know it was mentioned about the Time War. I've, I've heard of the Time War. Couldn't tell you yeah, what it was about. Yeah. But I, you know, that is so that's what that. all so, comes to light in the fiftieth. Yeah, 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 exactly. But this, but this is the thing though, because I, 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 I you know, it's like the Star Wars films, for example. Where do you start on the Star Wars films? Do you watch it chronologically, or do you watch it in the order that they were actually produced? That's now, for a hard me, question, man. I, I'd always say watch them in the order they were produced. See, I would, I've sort of, I sort of agreed, but I've, I've changed it because watching A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, amazing films, but they are quite dated. They're dated, yes, agreed. They're, They're not dated, very yes. exciting. I would, my but, order for, because I was going to get Laura to do this, I'd start with Rogue One, go in with, um, so Rogue One, New Hope, Empire, then go back to Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith. Then you do Return of the Jedi, and the sequels don't exist anyway, so it's fine. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, then the next about the sequels, isn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I guess you need that, that background, you know, but... Because Empire is quite... It's an amazing film. I love it, but it's quite a boring film. Like, I would have... My little brothers, if I sat them down to watch... Even a new hope or empire, they'd be like, This is sorry, granddad. What are we watching? Let's put fucking, I don't know, Endgame on or you know, Spider Man across yeah. the multiverse or whatever that cartoon was all about. Yeah, no, I mean, that's true, but again, you, you need the you need the right audience, and I think this is where it's going back to Doctor Who, you know, you depending on that audience. I mean, the first time I watched Star Wars, I watched it, um. Kind of not chronologically, but watched it as it came out. You know, I mean, yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. I think probably the first Star Wars film I saw in cinema would have been Attack of the Clones, maybe even Revenge of the Sith. I'm not sure, but you know, I, I hadn't had the benefit, so everything that's come after that I've watched just as it's come out. And then, of course, yeah, if yeah, I'm yeah. doing a rewatch, I'll always do it chronologically. I'll always watch Phantom Menace first, and then 
the rise of Skywalker last. But um, it's, I don't know, with Doctor Who, I think you need to experience what other people have experienced. Yeah. So yeah, no, I... no, nobody in their right mind, you know, kind of back in 2005, nobody watching Rose would have gone, right, now I'm going to jump ahead 10 years in the future and I'm going to watch the 50th, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm going to watch the 50th anniversary. You know, you, you need that kind of, because the writers are writing, all right, they, they have, you know, one one mind in the future as well, but they are writing to keep the audience captivated for that season there and then. And I, and that's why I think it's better to watch, you know, especially for me as well. That's why I was happy when you said, look, let's just go from, you know, let, let's go New Who, season one, episode one, that's just done, you know. So. Yeah, exactly. No, no, it absolutely yeah. is the best way to do it. It's the best way to do it. Uh, we've got a good couple of months coming up. I'm very excited to go through this first season again. To be so honest. am I, yeah. to be honest. So am I. And, and, and as I said, you know, I watched the end of season, um, season one criteria. Um, what's the end of episode one? And, you know, I was sitting there genuinely, uh, I was thinking of texting you saying, look, let's do it a couple of episodes. You know, let's do, let's review a couple of episodes all in, in one podcast because it was interesting. I'm like, I can't wait. And again, I suppose that's the, you know, wait until next week to find out what happens. Yeah, well, you don't but, get you know, that with streaming anymore, right? That's, you don't. Well, you can't. Yeah. Uh, some, yeah, some things. So, all right, let's, let's talk about the next time. Did you watch the next time trailer? I did. So the next time, so it looks like they go to the very end of the world. Yes, which is said, the episode title, say, the end of the world. Yeah, the end of the world, and I think he said it was like five million BC or something like that. From memory, Maybe I think it's BC. five million dot Apple dot Bibliotech dot something like that. I think they come up with a really weird way of doing it. Um, yeah. So in fact, it wouldn't be BC; it'd be AD because it. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, um, there is. The the thing that kind of struck me the most, they're obviously watching the end of the world from a window, which, you know, if the, if the world was ending, would I be stood behind a window? Eh, I'd probably be hiding behind at least something a bit more solid. But, <laughs> yeah, it's got The other thing, did she say, did he say that that was the, the, the kind of beef jerky looking thing that, that rolls up at the end? You know, the, the, the kind of, I don't even know how you describe it, the, the stretched out skin with the face. Yes, yes, Cassandra. Cassandra, there we go. Did he say that was the last human on Earth? He did, yeah, he did. Interesting. In that well, case, what happens with humanity? <laughs> there, well, <laughs> I absolutely the right question. We will speak about it next week. But Russell T. Davis, the writer, is massively outspoken on stuff like this. Um, it is. It does turn out to be a comment on plastic surgery going too far like that is directly really? addressed in the episode yeah that's exactly what it is yeah it's it's it's, it's the monster of the week is humanity in this one and and, and plastic surgery and it all going too far i just want to oh, say oh, we'll, we'll obviously go to it next week but next week's episode i i think it must have been the first one i watched as a kid i think i must have missed this episode because whenever i think of doctor who next week's episode is the episode I think of. It's just where I go default for whatever reason. I think it's the one I've watched the most. I think, as I said, I must have just seen it first. I must have missed the first week's episode. Because, yeah, for me, next week's episode is Doctor Who. That's what comes up into my mind. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to watching it this week and talking about it with you. And hopefully no, so am I. Yeah, no, so am I. It's, it's going to be interesting. That's very interesting that they're all 
you know, I'm assuming is, is it Russell T Davis that's writing or that wrote these these Doctor Who's? The is, is it did he write this season or? Yeah, he does most of them. Uh, I think he gets other writers involved with a few. You've obviously got Stephen Moffat writes a couple of episodes. Um, mm-hmm. There's a, I'm sure there's a couple of others, but yeah, he comes up. Uh, so he's a show. So I believe his job is he comes up with the overall story arc and what he wants to happen in each episode, and then they get additional writers in to create a story around it. I think is my understanding of it. Anyway, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's interesting. That is interesting. As I said, I I'm looking forward, genuinely looking forward to watching the next episode because, uh, yeah, I, I've got to say, I've uh, you know, it's done what a pilot should. It's hooked me. I'm interested. I'm intrigued. I love it. Uh, right. So yeah, my task for the week. Yeah. Your task is to go and watch that. Mine is also. I'm gonna get this bad boy edited and uploaded. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow. I'm not 100 percent sure. So it might be. Let's say it will be done by Friday. We'll definitely have it posted by Friday. Yeah. Um. We will, behind the scenes, create a logo, create a proper name and all stuff like that we have to think about now. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we should be up and running. We maybe have a YouTube account going as well. Um, Hopefully by – let's give ourselves a deadline of Friday. I think Friday's a good shout. Friday's a very good shout. And, look, I think with the YouTube channel, I think if we – I mean, again, it's it's what people people want. And, of course, I do appreciate that people are going to – yeah, people will be tagging along as as we as we go through these things. But I'm thinking maybe you know going back to what you said about doing the almost like a live reaction of the, of the latest Doctor Who episodes. Yeah, a definitely. YouTube channel could be a great shout. You know, at the end of the day, we could I'm sure we could make something work there, and it'd be interesting to see what you know kind of us have us as a as a live reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, it's it's all all stuff for the uh, for the future. But as I said, I know it's very early on, but. If you are listed and you do have any ideas of stuff that you want us to do, by all means, fire us a fire us a comment or an email, and um, yeah, we'll we'll pick it up. Exactly right. Well, Jack, thank you very much, mate. I'm glad you're hooked on Doctor Who. I'm looking forward to discussing next week's episode with you and uh, next week's episode with you, the next episode. Uh, and as we mentioned up top, hopefully we'll have a third party here with us, Bradley Fuller. He, like me, loves Doctor Who. Um, so we can talk a little bit more about the future and what happens and uh, get more of a retrospective uh, point of view without spoiling things. Yeah, we'll see if that dynamic works for us. But yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Like, comment, subscribe, all that nonsense. And uh, yeah, adios, see you guys. Bye.